Got another pistol stories with the amigos. I am Victor. Now I'm Rigo. Okay. <laughs> so, so this is um where this one this episode is in English and then um um do we want to re- recap why we're doing this because I don't think yes so we changed the premise of this podcast to tell stories of l- Hispanic immigrants to better uh, to inspire for better immigration laws here in the U.S. because it has been an issue and it has been something that can't no longer be ignored. Um, that's now our goal in all of this. And we're going to um, be putting links in the description, um, organizations that you can organizations you can help um, donate to help uh, this cause. And yeah, so this, uh, the topic for today is first generation students with imposter syndrome. So, Rigo, when you were a kid, how did you adjust to school? How did it was? How did you adjust? Oh, adjust. Yeah, because the thing is that, you know, I imagine like at home you would speak Spanish because of your parents, right? But then you go to school and it's English and it's, you know, different culture, different environment. How did you adjust like when you first went into kindergarten? Mm-hmm. Was it hard or like it's what was your reaction? Yeah, it's it's been such a long time, you know, since yeah. <laughs> since kindergarten. But what I do remember um was just being like afraid and nervous, you know, like mm-hmm. I've always been a really shy person, so like I remember my first time when they like would do the show and tell. I don't know if you remember like oh, yeah, bring yeah. a specific yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. object and then like tell tell about it. Like being in front of the kids and talking was just like it wasn't my thing you know Mm -hmm. so like and then also not really knowing that well good english Mm -hmm. and um and trying to conversate was really difficult in my my uh point of view Mm -hmm. just because at home all we talked was spanish you know so Mm -hmm. like having that change good thing that i I have two older sisters, so, like, mm-hmm. whenever we did conversate at home with just mm-hmm. them, it would just be in English, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but just being really nervous, like, not really feel, feeling connected with the people, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it was really hard to adjust, you know? And I, I remember there was times where I just didn't feel like going to school because mm-hmm. of the same reason that I just didn't feel connected, didn't feel welcome, you know, like, I was really shy. Did that ever change? <clears throat> I think, like, slowly as, you know, like, teachers, I remember, like, there was a specific group of kids, mm-hmm. like, Hispanic culture that were like, mm-hmm. okay, this is, we're going to go to this side here, mm-hmm. and we're going to, like, like, teach you different things, you know, and then there was, like, this other group of, like, you know, white students it uh-huh. was kind of like i remember it was like an ell i don't know if you remember oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> right so I like they that. would like put you in this like you had an hour where you would like just kind of work on your homework mm-hmm. you know with a whole bunch of hispanics and then if you had questions like mm-hmm. hispanic teachers would come and like be like okay yeah this is how mm-hmm. you do it you know yeah, or like yeah. certain times too they would like separate us and they would be mm-hmm. like okay you got to read this amount of like uh like not chapters but pages 
mm-hmm. and then they would like, but it was it would never be with the teacher like my actual teacher it would be like, like someone else that like spoke english or spanish mm. excuse me spoke spanish mm-hmm. and then they would like help you you know so mm-hmm. i feel like there was always that division you know but i like mm-hmm. slowly grew um and just kind of just I just got adapted to it, you know, Hmm. but I remember, I remember there was my sister, Mm -hmm. um, she had her, her daughter and she was going to school here in Sumas elementary and they were Mm -hmm. trying to do the same thing to her, you know, like Mm -hmm. put her in this like ELL class Mm -hmm. where like, because of her just knowing Spanish, you know, Mm -hmm. and her development was going to be like different, you Mm -hmm. know, but she spoke very perfect. She spoke she spoke good Spanish and mm. also really good English, you know? So my yeah, sister yeah. was kind of like, well, no, I mean, like, I don't think she needs that, you know? So like oh, they pulled okay. her away from that. And yeah, like, yeah. like right now she's one of like the top students in her class, you know? Oh, dang. Um, but how was it for you? Like growing up? Oh man, for me, it was a little bit harder because I was the first generation, um, a student here in the u.s and i didn't have any older siblings so it was very difficult because i had to pretty much learn you know myself pretty much like everything because the thing was growing up i had my parents yes but because they didn't speak the language here i had to a lot of times you know interpret you know for them if they wanted to go buy a car, go, you know, get food, go to the bank and so on and so on. So from the time I could pretty much almost speak, um, I was, you know, doing, you know, helping out my parents and in, in, in that sense, you know, interpreting. And then so when it was difficult, like I think the first day of kindergarten when I went to school here, um, I peed my pants because I was scared. I was nervous and I didn't know what these people were ta- talking to me about because my whole life, like before, it was in Spanish. So when I come to school and it's in English and they're telling me these things, I was like, you know, I was scared. I was, you know, a little kid and I peed. And it was hard, you know, that transition at first. But then as, you know, time went on, you made friends, you, know, you got more comfortable and you were learning the language. It was honestly, it felt like when I would go to school and then when I would come home, like two completely different worlds, Mm -hmm. two completely different worlds. Because at home, you know, okay, mijo, como estas, you know, speaking in Spanish, Mm -hmm. different culture, different environment. And then, you know, going to school, speaking in English and it's different culture, different environment. So Mm -hmm. I felt weird. I felt almost like. You know, I didn't belong that like a little bit of that imposter syndrome. And it was difficult for me at first. Um, But as time went on, instead of looking at because I would also go to ELL. I would go to ELL, which was English. What was ELL? English language. It's like a a class for like, you know, kids, kids that spoke. spoke, Yeah. English as a second language. Right. Yeah. And so, and then um, I went to that, like, you know, like an hour before everybody else would come to school. So I would get up really early and, you know, go to that. And then, you know, from like elementary school to middle school, I would go to um, summer school every year. Every year I would go to summer school. So 
Remember we would go to Fisher? I think it was called Fisher. You went to Fisher? Yeah. Really? We went to summer school together. Oh, really? Yeah. Dang. <laughs> and so, I didn't remember that. And yeah. um, I, you know, I tapped it, but it was, it was foreign, you know, because I kind of like, I told my parents about it and, you know, it sucked because when I would have trouble with homework or something, I could never really come and you know they helped me out because yeah. the language barrier it's like they're like i don't know what you're talking about right now i honestly don't and then i mean i imagine too especially you since you mm-hmm. were the first one yeah you know yeah. like me i had my sisters you know two mm-hmm. older sisters so there was times where like they would help me out if i had a presentation type mm-hmm. thing or like if i had questions about my homework you mm-hmm. know but like for you yeah that's crazy yeah and it was it was Honestly, like, it was a little bit lonely. I'm not going to lie. Like, even, like, till now, like, I have that. Um, I know a lot of first-generation um, children of immigrants have this, like, hyper-independence because they had to be. Especially with your with the firstborn, you had to be very independent from the get-go because if you didn't, you would drown. You, it, it was difficult. And so... Um, it was lonely at first, honestly, but, um, you know, I never really resented my parents for it or anybody, but it was something that I had to go through and it sucked, but I think it made me who I am today. And, you know, I am grateful for it, but then at the time I was like, dang, this sucks. Mm -hmm. This sucks. You know, Mm -hmm. I wish, I wish I could just, you know, be chilling and, you know, if my dad, I was like, oh dad, can you go give me a burger? He was like, yeah, you have to come with me though. You know? So I was like, that kind of stuff. I was like, nah, I wish it was easier, but you know, it is what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was just like, it was just coming to the, like this point, um, where it was foreign and I don't really know what to do, but I got, I understood that we were different, mm-hmm. not like in the bad way, but it was just different, you know, mm-hmm. you know, kids in my other school, like, kids in my school be like oh come home and eat you know spaghetti or and shit or you know you know american food and then we come home and eat mexican food and those are different you know mm-hmm. but it was cool i liked it did you ever like kind of wished you were kind of like them and kind of like um go away from like your culture oh like i feel like a lot of mm. kids you know like like at least growing up with like with me I've that those are things that probably like went through my mind you know like mm. you see these like kids they would bring um home lunches you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it's like you would just eat like the school meal you know yeah, yeah. uh and sometimes I'd be like just thinking be like oh damn like I wish you know I was like like them you know yeah. or like or like too maybe there was like a group of kids you mm-hmm. know that were well known like in the school mm-hmm. you know and then you were like, oh, man, I wish I could, like, hang out with them or something. And you're like, did that ever cross your mind? Like, mm, That's a good question, dude. That hit hard. Um, in some aspects, yes, and then some aspects, no. Because growing up, besides the language thing, I didn't really see much of a difference between me and, uh, like, my friend Connor, right? And... I just thought, you know, Connor was a cool guy. I want to, you know, hang out and play with him. Um, it wasn't till later, like, that, like, it, it was really starting to hit me 
I think it really hit me that we were different in uh, freshman year in high school when um, my parents were like legit told me, hey, Victor, you're not a citizen. I was like, what do you mean? Like, what, is, what does that mean? Like, I, I didn't know. I didn't know, right? And I was like, Victor, you're not a citizen. It's like, so what does that mean for me? Well, we have to do certain things that are different for you in order for you to stay here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you mean by that? Well, f- in order for you to work, we have to do this, this, and this. It's like, okay. So, you know, I went along with it. And then um, um, it so happened that, um, you know, you know, the DACA program happened. And, you know, we luckily... We were able to, you know, stay here, blah, blah, blah. But I, damn, did I get envious? I don't know. There was some times where I, I was like, dang, I wish I was like you. But then as I got older, I was like, I'm thankful that I'm not. Mm, yeah. You know, but you, where I, in my opinion, we are equal, but we're different. Mm-hmm. But because we're different doesn't mean that I'm better or less than you, you know. And I think that took me a while to understand because people, especially here, is like, oh, you're different. You must be better or less than me. Mm-hmm. But it's not, you know, the case. As long as you have, you know, blood in your veins and you're human, we're the same. We're in the mm-hmm. same playing field. And I didn't necessarily you know, get like that, but I was, there were some points where I was like, damn, like, this sucks right now, like, I wish I was like you, I wish I was in your shoes, I wish this and this and this, and there's been hard times, but honestly, like, you know, God made me in this image, and how I came out, and I can't really complain, you know, there was some times where I did, but honestly, dude, it's like, I didn't. Yeah, and did same, that, same. Did, did same, that ever happen to you? Yeah, same with, I mean, there was a point where, like, I kind of was just like, man, I wish I could like be like that kid, you know? Yeah. In the sense where, um, like, I would see him with nice clothes, mm-hmm. you know, and like mostly all the stuff that I would get would be mm-hmm. from like, uh, and I'm grateful, right? I'm mm-hmm. grateful. Like, I'm not saying like, oh, I'm not grateful or anything. No, like, yeah. But like, as I was growing up, you know, the new the new shoes that would come out, they would have them, you know. Yeah. And I would just see, oh, I would just get stuff from like Goodwill or like Valley Village or something like yeah. that, you know, or like donations mm-hmm. that people would do, you know. So like mm-hmm. there was a point where I was like trying to like, oh, I want to be like that, you know. But mm-hmm. like my dad was always like taught me to be humble no matter yeah. where like where you're at, you know, like and always and always be um um like appreciative of what you have, mm-hmm. you know. But there was a point where I was like, oh, shoot, I wish I could be like that, you know? Yeah. Um, and I feel like a lot of, like, people go through that, you know? Like, I, I've i met a lot of people that are like, dude, you're you're in America. You should speak English only, you know? Or, mm-hmm. like, just shy away from, like, the roots, you know, which yeah. is, like, shy. It's, like, it's not shy. It's uh, very, um, it's sad. Yeah. You know? What's sad, some people would always uh, sometimes honestly be embarrassed. Yeah. And I was like, what's there to be embarrassed mm-hmm. about, you know? And I think, like, going back to, like, if there was, like, differences was, um, I think one of the first times where I saw there was, like, a difference between me and, like, let's say my friend Connor was, like, in the summertime. 
You know, we would, you know, after school, after school is over, right? Like, let's say, like, you know, I was middle school or whatever. Um, you would um, have your summer and then you'd go back, you know, to school in the next grade. And a lot of times when we would sit around and it was the first day of school the next year, everybody, like the teacher would be like, oh, what'd you do this summer? What'd you do this summer? What'd you do this summer? And honestly, like all like, you know, my other classmates were like, oh, we went to vacation on, you know, this place. We went um, to, you know, to Cancun. We went to, um, you know, here we went to Disneyland and, you know, oh, like I was in, you know, camp. I was in, you know, soccer camp. I was doing all this stuff. And then they were like, Victor, what'd you do? I was like, I was working. It's like, what, what do you mean? It's like, well, like, there would be some times where, like, honestly, like, my dad would get off of work, like, from, you know, working at a dairy farm, and then he would come get me, and then we would go and pick blueberries because we had to. And we were in a situation where we didn't have those luxuries, you know, mm, because yeah, so we came true. from a different country and because... My parents' opportunities were so limited. Like, dude, when you're an immigrant and you don't have, um, you don't know the language and there's other means that you don't have, there's only so many things that you can actually do here. And that was one of the first times I was like, dang, dude, I'm different. I'm different. And I was like, dang, I'm going to have it a little bit harder. I'm going to have it a little bit harder. Like, And it's not because I wanted to, because something I did, because... You know, this is just the cards that were played to me. And I, I noticed that. And I was like, dude, like, why do I have to be working? Like, from, like, dude, honestly, like, from, like, fifth grade, like, I, you know, every summer I would go help out my dad in the dairy farm, you know, picking blueberries in the summer, raspberry pickers, working at processing plants and, you know, just doing that in the summer. Because, honestly, there would be times where um, I remember one time this hurt, this sucked, was that. It was so difficult for me and my parents that um, we had a little piggy bank, you know, like those, those, have you ever seen those um, piggy banks, but like in the Mexican stores where like, it's like a weird one. It's um, um like, sometimes it's like Jesus and then sometimes it's like a pig, you mm -hmm. know, like different ones that you just put like money yeah, into, right? Yeah, yeah. So one time, dude, I remember this and I n never, never, um. I never forgot about it, but me, my dad, and everybody, like, you know, every time we'd get, like, a little bit of money, coins or whatever, we would put money into it and save and save and save and save. And my dad was playing along, you know, he would, um, you know, sometimes put, like, a dollar in or something. And then eventually, um, you know, we got the piggy bank, and it was pretty full, and we cracked it open. And I was, oh, there was, like, like $200 in there. I was like, <laughs> I was like dang, dude, I'm excited, right? Yeah. I was excited. And so then, you know, I come home the next day and the money was gone. And I was like, what happened to the money? And my dad sat down with me and talked to me. He was like, I need it. Like, I, I don't like I don't really have it right now. But I need it. And, you know, for me, I was like, I was so disappointed. But now looking at it as an older person now. I bet how the, how much that can hurt because you're looking at your kid and you're like, yeah, I know that money was yours, but in order for us to survive, I need to use this mm -hmm. because the thing is that was our reality. And that sucked, dude, that really sucked. And I was hurt. And 
at the at the time I didn't understand it, you know. I was like, "What's going on?" But now I was like, "It sucked for me, but I know it broke my dad's heart." Mm-hmm. You know, and even like, I'll talk to him sometimes, and he'll be like, be telling me stuff like stories in the past, and he'd be like, he'd be crying. He'd be like, "It was so hard." Like literally back then, it was so hard. Now we're better, but like back then, like there he was saying like stuff like when it was just me you and your mom it was it was so hard and he would be crying and i was like you know i'm sorry you went through that and i'm sorry you know we we that happened but it mm-hmm. sucks to say that you know sometimes you have to go through that to be here mm-hmm. and that was that was one of the times where i saw we were different and i feel like i feel like there's a lot of stories that we can like you know, like say, cause it's something that really does happen, you know? And like, we're yeah. witness of that, you know, we've experienced mm-hmm. that, experienced that ourselves, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, I've sat down with my parents and I've been like, like, I've asked them like, why didn't you like take opportunities? You know, mm-hmm. like my dad was at his work for, I think like 17 years, Oh damn. you know, and mm-hmm. just making minimum wage at the time mm-hmm. was like 10 bucks, Yeah, 17 years. And then when he left, they only like when he left, he left because the company closed down. Oh, you know, it wasn't because, oh, they offered him a better opportunity somewhere else. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just because the company closed down, you know, Mm -hmm. and literally the only thing that they gave him was 50 bucks in his 17 years. It was like a slap to the face, you know. So I sat down with my dad. I was like, Dad, like, why didn't you like take opportunities, you know, maybe like somewhere else? Mm hmm. And he's like, you know why? Because I was scared that I would fail, you know, Mm -hmm. scared that I wouldn't be like if I did. I was really comfortable at this job, you Mm -hmm. know, and like everything was going like really good, even though I was making a little bit. Mm -hmm. But the fear of failing that if I went over there, language barrier, Mm -hmm. you know, is one of the things. Um, Trying it and knowing Mm -hmm. that maybe it's not going to go good. Mm -hmm. You know, he just stayed at that spot, you know, comfortable. Yeah, dude, I think I, I. Honestly, like, I didn't really, like, you know, pay attention to that part. But, like, it makes sense now because, like, if you really think about it, you got to look at it in two different perspectives, right? You got to look at the immigrant Hispanic and the person, you know, that grew up here. There's two differences in that. So, like, let's say your dad were to go and, you know, quit his job and to get another job. Okay. In that time, he couldn't collect um unemployment right mm-hmm. he couldn't collect that he, there's so there's no money coming in he he didn't have 401k he didn't have roth ira he didn't have social security he didn't have medicare he didn't have me- medical insurance none of the the things that we take for granted nowadays not available for him so there was two options either he finds another job or he goes homeless and you know he had you your older sister your, your two older sisters your mom and you so it's, I imagine it must have been really hard to, you know, leave that steady job and go for something better. Because the thing is, if you take that risk and it doesn't pay off, and sometimes it doesn't, and it doesn't pay off, you're shit out of luck. You're, 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 money isn't very important here. And when you don't have it, and when you don't have all these comfortable benefits, you're screwed, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, I didn't really like, 
uh, you know, imagine that until now mm-hmm. because it's a reality that not a lot of us see until mm-hmm. we go through it. And I think as the older we get, the more understanding we are of the situation, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, sometimes it sucks, but it's like, dude, you really got to see it in a different way mm-hmm. too. Because like the thing is like, <laughs> even like now, like I struggle sometimes like, oh, shoot, like where am I going to go eat? Like if I, you know, pay this and that. But the thing is like, is different when you're a parent and you have four other mouths to feed mm-hmm. and you can't even feed yourself, you know, mm-hmm. that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's- and I, I also was just like, in my mind was like, okay. Cause my, my, my parents were, um, they had like their, their residency here, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it was just kind of like asking him, why did you spend a lot of years at a company that they didn't treat you good, you know, and look for a different opportunity and you have your residency, you know, Mm -hmm. but it was just, they were so comfortable there, you Mm -hmm. know, like they didn't want to move. And then also the, the fear of not like being successful. Mm -hmm. Um, cause there's a lot of other people, you know, that, don't have their residency, you know, and they're very successful, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot of the thing is just, like, taking that s- that next step, you know, and believing mm-hmm. that you can't do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just tough, dude, when it's, like, dude, either sink or swim. Mm-hmm. So, it's, I think that part is... I know. I, it blows my mind how my, my, uh, my father-in-law raised seven children, and he was by himself just working. Oh, yeah. Huh? Yeah. Have you talked to him about that? I have never really said that. Really? To him, yeah. You should talk to him about that. But we have been, it. like, in a discussion with the whole family mm-hmm. and been like, hey, like, how was it, you know? Yeah, yeah. You're only working four days and feeding seven. It was crazy, dude. Yeah. It's like, did he have family around here or anything? Like no, that? just him. Just him. Yeah. Man, that must be difficult. How long? Because I know. I don't even want to get into that. I don't want to bring any sad um memories up um did you ever talk to your dad about that like um when he was um um uh going through it like how does he feel now compared to then yeah have you ever talked to that i've i've asked him and he's Mm -hmm. like yeah i wish i could have just looked for something else Mm -hmm. you know so i think he Mm kind of like not i i i don't think it's like regret Mm -hmm. but it's more like maybe not just closing my mind specifically on this place, but like mm-hmm. hearing other things, you know, like if a, mm-hmm. if a friend of his, Hey, like they're hiring over here, you know, have the mm-hmm. great benefits, this and that, you know, maybe looking into that and being like, okay, that can be a possibility, you know? So, mm-hmm. but yeah, he's like, he's like, yeah, I would have, I would have done something else if I could. Mm. Damn, dude. Yeah. Cause my, my father-in-law, he got deported, bro. He yeah. got deported. Ice came to his house mm-hmm. and literally took him from his house. So what happened to the? Okay, sorry, sorry. Keep going, keep going. Yeah. Um. And he, they literally like, no. Excuse me. He he was at his work. They went to the yeah. Lateria uh-huh. and they freaking grabbed him from there and picked him up and took him to Tacoma. Really? Yeah. And um, if I'm if I'm saying it, I I don't know if I'm saying it correctly because I remember now. That I'm saying it, that they're like the oldest was like yelling at the immigration officer saying like, don't take my dad. Like what's going to happen to us, you know? Yeah. Um, So I, I don't know if it was like at the house or at the mm. 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 
So how, like, how did that all go down? How, I mean, he got deported. Mm -hmm. What happened to the kids? They stayed with the mom because the mom was, was a residence. Like she oh, had her. Gotcha. Yeah. So they stayed here. Right. And he yeah. was over there in Mexico. Uh -huh. Um, and like junior. Okay. So a good point that junior brought up was, um, junior is our editor, by the way, if you guys don't know, um, Shout out videographer, to you. you know, he's uh, my cousin too. Um, and so one thing that he brought up was that, you know, there was, um, as you know, children of immigrants, there is a difference and there's like a talk that sometimes you need to have with your kids because sometimes when the kids get home from school, what happens is that the parents aren't there because they got deported, you know? And I, there was, I don't think my parents ever like, you know, sat down with me and talked to me about that, but there was like a lot of times when we were scared because, um, um, sometimes we would, oh man, there would be a couple times where, um, my dad would get stopped by the police and he'd just be frozen. He'd be like, he'd be like so scared because he was, he thought he was going to, you know, be deported and, mm -hmm. you know, be out of the country. And then, so, um, so, um, he, he didn't really know the law. And so, you know, as you get more educated on, you know, certain things, you know, it's like, okay, first of all, they can't ask you your, um, legal status. Um, and even border patrol agents can't ask you your legal status. They have to prove that you're you know, legally here or illegally here. So there's, there's a lot there. Right. And so where did, did you ever get in a point in your childhood where you were scared that you weren't going to see your parents again? Well, remember, I mean, with my situation was in 2008, my dad got us all. My dad was a, 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 a like he was a. Uh, what's it called? Like permanent resident. Oh, gotcha, right? gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of like a situation where, like, before that, yeah, it mm -hmm. was really scary. But I was mm -hmm. really young. I didn't really like know much, right? Mm -hmm. Um, because yeah. I got my residency when I was eight years old. You know, oh. so by that time, you know, it was I was probably like two, three. I don't yeah. remember much, you know. Yeah. But um, but like in your case, mm -hmm. like. Dang, yeah, that's crazy that. well yeah because like in my case we you know in the hispanic community this is like not rare this happens a lot and um you would hear like all the time so-and-so got deported so-and-so got deported so-and-so got deported and it was um difficult because um we also knew like you know more people in the same situation and um, there would be some times where um, there would, um, I think, Border Patrol would have like these random stops and very busy highways to check everybody. And once that hit, that spread like wildfire because people are saying, don't go here, don't go here, don't go here, don't go here. Yeah, I do be cautious. That, yeah. These people are here because don't go over there, don't go over there. So that was a different, that was different. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like, we were scared dude mm -hmm. like you know it's like there's no protection there's mm -hmm. nothing and so um that was difficult dude and you know that's something that other people will never experience and you know it's a blessing for them and a curse for us but you know we're here to tell that story dude that it's like this is our lives this is us and 
whether you like it or not, this is happening to people all over the country. And honestly, like they don't deserve this kind of treatment. This is inhumane. And if you were in our shoes, you would be fighting tooth and nail for your loved ones and family members. And it's not fair that it's happening to us because honestly, like this all could go away just by some votes and some change. But I know that's going to take a while, especially here. But, you know, this is one of the big reasons why we're doing this now, because a lot of kids don't deserve this. You mm-hmm. know, they did absolutely nothing. But, you know, if we can have the power to change this and to do something better for future generations, then it's worth a shot, you know. And it's just exactly it sucks. You know, it's the world we live in for now. Mm-hmm. Like with your experience, mm-hmm. um, like what is something that you wish like you had like help for? Like what was something more that you like? looking back like wish you had you know like more help of something is there something specifically Mm. yes and no because sometimes i do look back it's like man i wish i had that you know but i think i honestly do think that i should be going through this because if i didn't then this wouldn't be real. This, the whole YouTube thing, the whole podcast thing, it it wouldn't be real if I wasn't in my shoes, Mm -hmm. you know? And if I wasn't a DACA recipient, I wouldn't be pushing for reform, you know? So I wouldn't be pushing for this. I wouldn't be pushing for that. And so honestly, before I did and before I was, you know, down on myself and I was sad about all this stuff, but I think that, Honestly, this is my purpose. Like, 110%. I think God made me into this, you know? I didn't... There was this bar by Drake. It says, a boss is a role that I've grown into. I'm not saying that I'm a boss, but I'm saying I'm like this because I've grown into this role. I wasn't like this because... Of, you know, it it was easy. I was, I I grew into this, you know? And so before, yeah, I would, you know, want help. And I wish I was a citizen. I wish, you know, I didn't have these cards handed to me, but it is what it is. But because of it, we're here, you know? And before, um, before all this, I was kind of lost. And, you know, when I had this idea to do the podcast for this reason and put it on YouTube, I had I had a picture of what I wanted, but then as time progressed, God gave me the puzzle pieces. He gave me everything that I needed, and he just said, put it all together. I was like, what do you mean, God? So, well, I was like, you need this, 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 and this. It's like, yes, God, I do need that. Okay, then talk to your people around you that surround you. It's like, okay, like, what do you mean? It's like, well, the worst thing that I can say is no. So I asked you to be the co-host. I asked my cousin Junior to be the videographer editor. And I asked my cousin's cousin to be, um, you know, another co-producer. And so, you know, luckily they all said yes. And so we're here now. And because of them and because of, you know, all the effort we put into this, you know, this is now a reality. And, you know, it's really cool to be sitting here and, you know, be discussing this and talking to people about this you know Mm -hmm. and so i 
a lot of times I wish I did. I wish I had it easier, but honestly, I think I've been, you know, it's it might be sound a cliche or whatever, but honestly, it seems like I've been training for this, mm -hmm. honestly. And, mm -hmm. you know, this is whatever comes to be, you know, it's, it's, it's going to happen. And good or bad, it's all for a reason. Honestly, it's all for a reason. Even all the stuff that's happening in personal life, I think it's just, you know, gearing me up for what's to come. Because honestly, in my personal philosophy, I don't think life gets easier. I think, I believe you become harder. You are able to take more hits. You're able to take more downfalls. You're able to, to do more things. And from that, you become stronger, wiser, and, you know, more patient mm -hmm. and all this. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't wish I was different. I wish I was like this. What about you? Do you wish you could have gotten some help in other areas? Like, not. I wish like our culture could could have like gotten like at the time mm. more closer together. You know. Ooh. Like I feel like there's a like a lot of opportunity mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. us to share our stories to connect with others. You mm -hmm. know, but. Be, I've always heard, I don't know if it's true or not, but I've heard mm -hmm. that it's always like Mexican cultures where they like either if they see you like you're doing great, mm -hmm. they try to pull you down, you know, mm. vice versa. Have you guys heard of that? Yeah. Right. It, yeah. And it's like, why does it have to be like that? You know, I don't know, man. I think that's also like, but it's not, it's not, I'm not saying that like everyone does that, you know, yeah, I, yeah. it's just my personal, that that's something that I have heard, you know, mm. So I feel like there's always like there's always been a division like that. You know, mm. I've heard of people too, like say like, oh, I don't like working with Hispanics because, you know, they always cause a lot of drama. I'd rather go work with like a Caucasian or whatever, Oof. you know? Yeah, yeah, that hurts. So yeah. I like I wish we could like be more united, you mm. know, like mm. together in a community, you know, tell yeah. our stories, connect with each other, you mm. know, have our kids play with each other, you know, yeah. like. I feel like there's a lot of events that, like, um, like the raspberry festivals, you know, like, they all come together in Linden, mm -hmm. do, like, play basketball, play, mm -hmm. you know, like, something like that. Like, that would oh, be yeah. so dope to do. That would be cool to have, yeah. like, um, you know, community parties and, you know, parades even. Yeah. I have, yeah, I've thought of it. We do have, like, a pretty big Hispanic community here. But we never, like, honestly, like, celebrate. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, you know, um, I think on the mile. <laughs> we don't celebrate, like, you know, Independencia de Mexico. We don't celebrate, you know, Christ Christmas. Like, we don't celebrate, like, you know, Hispanic holidays here very much, even though that's, like, a, a culture, you know? That's mm -hmm. us. And, yeah, I think that would be, like, a good, honestly, I think that would be a good idea for us to, like, honestly, like, down... Um, down the line for us to host mm -hmm. you know have a parade and you know have people come out and you know have bandas playing you know mexican food out and you know bring community you know mm -hmm. i think that's something that's lacking and yeah yeah i like that dude and honestly. then like not just specifically right there's like bandas that come and play but it's yeah. on like special occasions like the fair you know or something like that right yeah but it could just be like a a day where like we just plan and get together and advertise mm -hmm. and be like, Hey, this is what's going to be happening this mm -hmm. specific day. You know, it doesn't yeah. have to be a specific day that like every other one knows about, you know, it could mm -hmm. just be something that we just do. Yeah, dude, honestly, yeah, we should, but do that's something, something that definitely cool. that I wish like 
growing up, you know, I mm-hmm. believe like now there's more resources mm-hmm. that you can like go out and like do something like that. But yeah. like growing up, I wish like our community was like more, more involved. Yeah. More united. Honestly. Yeah. Cause there is community in, you know, different places like church and, you know, Sunday league like that. But it's, um, there'll be like, it'll be nice to just have like a day where like, you know, it's like a parade or something and everybody comes together, you know, everybody brings a dish or something and, music playing and just enjoy the evening that'd be cool Mm -hmm. so oh uh ways that you can help um this movement and um that we're trying to well not a movement that we're trying to build but a movement that's been happening for a while uh ways they can help is uh we're gonna put um links to organizations that help this cause that help uh, his, uh, Hispanics here in the U.S. Um, I'm gonna put the links in the description. You can donate and follow um, them uh, wherever you listen. You can also follow us um, here on YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe, and um, share. Share, and then um, uh, we have an Instagram. I start with amigos at gmail.com. Um, pretty soon we'll set up a Patreon so you can donate to us so we can, um, do this as a full-time, um, uh, job and so we can, you know, bring out more content and, you know, help, uh, this movement even more and focus on this, uh, full-time. Um, anything else for you, Rigo? You good? Yeah. Alrighty. <laughs> this is Stories with Amigos. I am Victor. No, I'm Rigo. And we'll see you guys next time. And God bless.